to While You Are Single podcast. I uh, just want to say thank you for listening to the program. I hope it has been a blessing and I hope that uh, you get to share it with your friends as well. But welcome again to another um, edition of While You Are Single. This week, um, I just want to start with a, a new series on a, a subject that is very popular. Everybody who um, wants to be in a relationship, who is in a relationship, often um, sometimes we get dumbfounded by the subject. And I want to talk about love. Are you in love? Are you in love or are you in something else? <laughs> you know, what is love? You know, and uh, you probably heard a lot about what love is. And just want to address this because um, as much as um, logically some people might say they know what love is, but in reality, um, our actions often suggest that perhaps we really don't know what love is. You know, so what is love? You know, and uh, years ago, while I was working on um, one of my books, While You Are Single, which a revised version is coming out soon, um, I began to look at this, you know, what is love? What are people saying about love? And uh, in the process of doing some research about this, I came across um, a relationship therapist. Uh, her name, <laughs> incidentally, was Dr. Patricia Love. She wrote a book called The Truth About Love. And uh, what fascinated me about what she said about it was her description of what she describes as uh, the four stages of love. You know, she talked about four stages of love, and she said the first stage is the infatuation stage. The infatuation stage. And this stage is, according to her, is the first stage of love. It's when you're so in love with someone. When you feel those things, you know, when you talk about, wow, you're so in love with somebody, you, you think about them all the time, you want to be with them all the time, you change your schedule to be with them all the time, things that you normally do, you subordinate those things to being with this person, spending time with this person, you do things with this person, things that you don't even like doing, but because of this person, you do it. And uh, she mentioned that the reason why people do those things is because, well, they're really not in love they are being infatuated, which is influenced by a chemical mix, which she described as the love potion. And this uh, chemical mix uh, are comprised of three chemicals in our bodies. They are uh, phenylethylamine, um, dopamine, and norepinephrine. Phenylethylamine, dopamine, and norepinephrine. And uh, she says this chemicals kind of uh, inhibit um, one of the parts of our brain known as the amygdala. Um, according to her, the amygdala is the part of our brain that helps us to be cautious about things and make us think about things and not rush into things or whatever. Just think about things a little bit. But according to her, those um, uh, chemicals, PEA is uh, phenylethylamine phenylethylamine, PEA, norepinephrine, and dopamine, those chemicals, they, they flood the amygdala. They override it and uh, inhibit it from doing its job. So we're just all, ooh, I'm in love, you know, for somebody. And uh, the picture I see from this is imagine that your brain is like an, a computer operation center. And um, the operator, uh, the person that controls that center is... A guy named Amidala, he's in charge, he controls the center. Then all of a sudden, three criminals break into the operation center. These criminals are PEA, phenylethylamine, dopamine, and norepinephrine. 
They grab the amygdala, they tie him up and put him in a corner in the operation center of your brain and they begin to turn, turn on every button in your brain. Just turn everything on, just push everything and just do that and they run out. So you have all these feelings, you're feeling all woozy and all in the clouds about somebody. Well, according to Dr. Love, this stage, infatuation stage, lasts for about six months to two years. So if you want to do the math about past relationships, maybe that may have something to do with it. Yes, um, about six months to two years, according to her, that's when reality hits. And that's when those feelings, those chemicals wane and they dissipate. And all of a sudden you're like, you know, what in the world have I gotten myself into? When you get to that point, she says, you've gotten to the second stage of love, which she describes as the post-rapture stage. In this stage, that's when you, reality hits. That's when you're like, what in the world am I doing here? How did I end up with this person? This is to say we are like, okay, um, the things that you thought was cute, that made you laugh, now get on your nerves. You are ticked off, arguing, getting upset about this person. You don't want to be around this person. You know, you got to just get on each other's nerves and stuff like that. What she says is, this is the second stage of love. Then she says, there's a third stage of love. If you survive this stage, you get to the third stage of love, which she describes as the discovery stage. In this stage, you begin to find out, okay, what makes you happy? What are your needs? How can I help you? How can I be a blessing? This is where you find out what their love language is, what makes them happy. You begin to discover and get to know them better. You know, and she says, if you survive this stage, then you can get to the next stage. If you're able to discover and begin to meet those needs, then you get to the fourth stage of love, which is the connection stage. In this uh, stage, she says you connect with the person because you're able to discover their needs in the third stage and meet those needs. And then you connect with this person and you begin to commit to this person. And in this stage, it's all about commitment to a relationship so basically that's how she described love having four stages first stage you're attracted to someone infatuation this doesn't last too long um, six months to it two years according to her research then you go to the post rapture stage the stage where you're like okay what in the world am I doing here how did I get to this place and you know you probably get into a lot of arguments and stuff like that then you get to the third stage of discovery and begin to really get to know this person and uh and if you go beyond that you meet the person's needs then you begin to commit to the relationships you begin to commit to the relationship this is what she described as um the connection stage the fourth stage of love and i just thought it was an interesting um description of love from her perspective notwithstanding there's another doctor that is the doctor of love and he knows everything about love now does not only does he know everything about love he is love and that person is jesus christ himself he says in james i'm sorry he says in john chapter 14 verse 6 he said i am the way the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. More often than not, that passage is used regarding salvation, receiving Christ as your Savior, being born again. That scripture is often used to describe how 
Christ is the way to God, and I believe so. It is true. That's what it is. Notwithstanding, we know that God is love, okay? God is love. The Father is love. Jesus is love because he is God as well. Notwithstanding, let's look at Jesus' statement from a different perspective. We're going to replace the word Father with love because the Father is God and God is love. So therefore, instead of me saying I am the way, the truth, and the life, and what comes to the Father, we're going to use love because the Father, God, is love. So let's look at it from that perspective. John 14, 6, with switching the word Father, who is God, with love because God is love. So it reads like this then. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to love except through me. So if you want to know what love is, if you truly want to get into love the way it is supposed to be, we go through Jesus. We look at Jesus because Jesus is the best example of love. He is the way to love. He is the truth about love. And he is the life of love. So let's look at Jesus and find out what love is. In 1 Corinthians chapter 13, Jesus gives us what love is. He gives us an overview of what love is. He says love is patient and kind. It doesn't envy. It doesn't parrot itself. It's not puffed up. It does not behave rudely. It's not provoked. It thinks no evil. It does not rejoice in iniquity. It rejoices in truth. It bears all things. It believes all things. Endures all things. Love never fails. That is what love is. That's a great overview. But let's kind of break it down a little bit. Let's kind of look at love again and just I'm just gonna address a few things about love to give you and I a better perspective of what love is. And sometimes, in fact, I'll, I'll discuss what love is, what love does, and what love is not. What love is, what love does, and what love is not. And the number one thing that love is. And you probably heard this, but I'm going to address it again. It's good to have some refreshers. Is love is unconditional. True love is unconditional. The word translated as love is agapao. You might see agape or agapao, all connected. Basically referring to sacrificial love. It, it, it's a love that is unfailing it's 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 unconditioned it's not based on conditions you love because not because you treat me right not because you look good today i love you anyway so love is unconditional now you might be listening and saying tokes i've heard that before but i think there is a contradiction here because i always hear christians say you might be saying i always hear christians say love is unconditional yet this same Christians are the ones telling me that I can't marry a non-Christian. In fact, Tokes, I heard you a few podcasts ago talking about not marrying someone who's not a Christian, someone who's not a believer. By you telling me that, Tokes, aren't you giving me a condition? Didn't you say that love is unconditional? If love is unconditional, then why am I being given a condition on whom to be in relationship with. Doesn't that, isn't that a contradiction, Tokes? And if that's your question, I can tell you that, yes, you do have 
a good point. You have, you have raised a good point. But let me clarify this. Love is unconditional. But the choice to choose a person to marry is conditional. Let's not confuse love and the choice on whom to love. They're two different things. Love is unconditional, but the choice on whom to choose to love in a marriage is conditional. In other words, we should love unconditionally the person we conditionally chose to marry. I hope that clarifies that. Love is unconditional. The choice on whom to marry is conditional. Having said that, the second thing love is gives us a better idea of why we thank God that the choice on whom to marry is conditional. And the second thing that love is, is love is a sacrifice. Love is a sacrifice. Number one, love is unconditional. Bible says that while we were yet sinners, he loved us. Which means, despite the fact that we were not in a condition to be loved, God loved us anyway. Because love is unconditional. Number two, love is a sacrifice. That's why Jesus died for us. He sacrificed himself for us. He died to save us. Love is a sacrifice. Knowing that love is a sacrifice, the choice to marry someone, you want to use it wisely. You want to marry someone who causes you to sacrifice the least. And that's what I did. I married somebody who causes me to sacrifice the least. I have a wonderful wife. Thank God for his grace and his mercy. That gave me the wisdom and discernment to choose her. God brought her to me. God gave me a great deal. In fact, God gave me a steal. Love is a sacrifice. Understand that. So before you marry just anybody, ask yourself, how much sacrifices do you have to make? So, love is unconditional, one. Number two, love is a sacrifice. We're going to continue along this line next week. Take care. God bless. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the While You Are Single podcast. We hope that you were informed, inspired, and impacted. OJ Tooks has written a life-changing book titled Rejected for a Purpose, How God Uses Rejection to Help You Find and Fulfill Your Destiny. If you would like to learn more about the book, please visit ojtokesministries.org. That is ojtokesministries.org. If you like Christian inspirational hip-hop, check out OJ Toke's Christian inspirational hip-hop album, A Breath of Fresh Air, which is now available on iTunes, Google Play, Amazon, and other music outlets. You can also learn more about his music by going to ojtokesministries.org. Thanks again for listening to the While You Are Single podcast, which OJ Tokes presents weekly, every Monday. If this podcast has been a blessing to you, please share with your friends and join us again next Monday. Until then, take care.
stay blessed.